Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. And now, Three Witches and a Druid Podcast presents The Traveling Bard Hobbs. Now, they say that when you go to Ireland, if you need a place to stay, if you need a place to lay your head, or you need food in your belly, that you can go to almost any house, and they will open their doors to you. And I am told that is still the case today. So once upon a time, there was a young traveler who was walking the roads of Ireland, seeing what he could see and having adventures along the way. Until one night, he found himself between two towns on the roads, and it was getting dark. And so he made his way towards the closest house he could find with light in the window. And he went up and he knocked on the door. The door opened and there was an old woman. And the young man said, please, could you give me a place to stay? Give me a place to sleep? Maybe put some food in my belly? And of course she welcomed him in. And she showed him where he could sleep. And then she brought him to the turf fire and she put food in his belly. And when he had eaten his fill and she had eaten her fill, they sat by the turf fire and she looked at him expectantly. And she said, so, do you, do you have a story that you could tell me? Because if you've been fed and you're going to be given a place to sleep, of course you're expected to entertain. And the man said, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm not much of a storyteller. I don't really know any stories. And the old woman said, well, then how about a song? Maybe you could sing me a song, something you know, something you like. Maybe a, a dance that you've seen being performed in the various villages that you've visited. And again, the young man said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not much of a singer, I, and I certainly can't dance. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what to do. And a dark look crossed that old woman's face. And she said, well, then why don't you pick up that white enamel bucket and go out to the well and make yourself useful? This he could do. So he picked up his bucket and he went out into the darkness and there he found the well. He tied the bucket to the rope and he let it down into the well until finally he heard it splash below. He waited for it to be filled up with water and then he started to pull it back up. But it felt like it was caught on something. And he pulled and he pulled and he couldn't get it loose. He wrapped the rope around his wrist and he was getting ready to pull with all of his strength, bracing himself against the side of the well when suddenly at the other end someone pulled on the rope. 
and he fell into the well. And he fell down, down into the well. And when he hit the water, he was pulled through the water until finally he came out the other end and he landed hard on the ground. And he looked around and he was in a strange land. He looked up, he could see the bottom of the well sticking out of the sky. And standing in front of him, there were three dark men. Well, if you could call them men. They had their bony faces with a tight skin pulled taut. And where there should have been eyes, there were only black sockets. Who will carry the coffin? said the first man. I don't know, said the second man. Well, who else but the traveling stranger, said the third man. And they picked up the young man and they put him underneath the coffin and they began to run. And they ran away from the well and they ran through the meadows and they ran through the forest and they ran until they got to the cemetery. And finally they stopped and the young man fell exhausted upon the ground. Who will dig the grave, said the first man. I don't know said the second man. Well, who else but the traveling stranger, said the third man, and they threw him a shovel, and they forced him to dig a a grave that was six feet deep and nine feet wide, and finally the young man climbed out of that hole and fell exhausted on the pile of dirt. Who will lie in the coffin, said the first man. I don't know, said the second man. Well, the young traveling stranger wasn't sticking around for the opinion of the third man. He just got up and he started to run. And he ran out of that cemetery as fast as he could. And he was racing for the woods when he looked behind him and he could see the three men were chasing him. And there were flames coming out of those dark sockets where eyes should have been. And he continued to run. He ran through the woods and he ran across the meadow. And in the distance he could see the well sticking out of the sky with the rope still tied to the bucket. And he reached the bucket, and he grabbed it, and he grabbed the rope, and he started to climb. And he looked behind him, and he could see the three men still chasing him. But now there was billows of black smoke coming out from their eyes as they reached for him as he climbed the rope. He climbed that rope higher and higher. He held his breath through the water, and he climbed out of the well. He untied the bucket, and he ran for the house. And he got to the house, and he was banging on the door. Let me in! Let me in! He said, the dark men, they will get me! And the door opened. And there was the old woman who looked at him and said, Who doesn't have a story now to tell? And that young man fainted dead away on that step. And when he woke up, he could see the white enamel bucket lying on its side. And he felt rain on his head. He looked around for the old woman, but he couldn't see her. But what he could see was that the roof had caved in. And there were crows on every wall. And he could see that no one had lived there for many years. So he picked up his bag and he ran out of there as fast as he could. And all the years that he roamed the roads of Ireland, he was never without a story again. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, 
Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid. And believe it or not, after all this COVID time, we are all four sitting here, double vaccinated, face to face. And we had mentioned hot beverages before, but to celebrate, we have a giant jug of sangria that we're all drinking. Cheers! Cheers. We're in the backyard! So today's topic was a viewer suggestion. Now she suggested we talk about pagans and witches in horror. Now none of us really watch a lot of horror so we decided to adopt it a little bit and change it more to be about pagans and witches and druids and stuff in pop culture. Be it TV shows, movies, video games, whatever we can think of. This is just sort of our thoughts and ideas on that and sort of what we think about it. Which is basically what this whole show has always been about. Yeah, it's just opinion. our thoughts and our ideas. And we skip this step, but I am Margo. <laughs> and I am Maeve. I'm Gwen. And I'm Brian. Yes, we did skip that. <laughs> That's the sangria. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brian bought all the ingredients. It's fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice to be back face to face. Let's hope it lasts for a little while. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed for sure. I was trying to think when we this topic came up, when's the first time you're aware of sort of a witch or something in pop culture? And I believe you had brought it up once before. Probably bewitched. Yeah, I would think Samantha Steen, Tinkle, Tinkle, Tinkle. It was reruns after school. Yep. And and that would be Bewitched. Yeah. It was Bewitched. And Genie. Yes. I Magic. Of Genie. Magic. Magic in the Genie. Genie. Yep. Yeah. And Bewitched. I suppose you often saw it in. We didn't have a lot of cartoons. I, we're showing my age here. Cartoons were relegated to Saturday mornings only. So cartoons, you would see, you know, fantastical things. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of the cartoons have, like, there's a lot of adult cartoons now. But yeah, back in the day, Back it was then. I think so the only one I can think of, really, that had a witch was there was that randomly a character in the Warner Brothers universe of the witch that would, you know, be out of fairy tale and stuff and she'd want to eat right. Bugs Bunny but other than that there wasn't a lot of witches in cartoon for us no but we're forgetting puffin stuff oh my, go- oh my god uh, but again Witchy-poo. that's same archetype though the yeah the evil, evil witch, witch. Yeah. Uh, Wizard of Oz we all saw from a very yeah. young yeah. age so it's funny actually because Wizard of Oz I saw something about Wizard of the Oz the other day and a lot of people were like oh yeah Glenda the good witch I'm like no Glenda wasn't a good witch she took saw an opportunity and took advantage of it she's yeah. like there's my sister she's done her house I want those shoes yeah give me those here shoes here we go I want those shoes found <laughs> <laughs> my way yeah. but it yeah. also Kin- shows dress spirit sorry <laughs> <laughs> dress for the job you want she had the pretty dress yeah. so everybody yes. assumed she yeah, was she was a good witch. She was, yes. she was yeah. definitely not. I don't think she was a good witch. I've never read it, but there's a play in the book. I think it's Wicked. Yeah. And it's it's the yes. Wizard of Oz from the, the Wicked Witches. Witch of the West's West. uh, point, point of, of view. view. Yeah. I think that maybe magic got really popular in pop culture when Dungeons and Dragons became a thing. Yeah, that's possible. The magic, you know what I mean? Because before you might have seen it in a cartoon or a TV show a bit, but when it was wizards and this and quests right. and cauldrons and wands, I think the whole pop culture thing came in with Dungeons and Dragons. Right, that's and of course really what came big. with that is the satanic panic. What's yes. This? Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So that was a wonderful time. I love anything documentary about Satanic Panic because people and coming just, down on either side, or do you, yeah, do you watch just, either side? It's just people losing their minds over nothing, and they're just hyping themselves up, thinking that this is a problem, and in fact, it's it's not. They just made it all up in their heads. Yeah. Like, a lot of terrible things really came from it, of course, but... Yeah. yeah. Or even Black Sabbath. Yeah. Twisted Sister, those bands that had pentagrams or this yeah. or that, and people went... Yeah, you put a pentagram on something and everyone lost Everyone went berserk. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I'm trying to, to really think, because it wasn't a bucket of cartoons. Now, I do remember when the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon came out. Yep. I was 17 or 18. I actually used to get out of bed on Saturday mornings to watch that as a teenager. <laughs> I'm like 17. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I would watch that. But And then, um, what was it? Sabrina. I used to watch Sabrina back in the the Teenage Witch? Yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch back in the 90s. That was pretty good. Now, was that sort of the same time as Charmed or before or after? Right about the same time, I think. I, I never watched wondered. Charmed. I never really watched it that much I didn't either. watch it at the time because I was actually being a big old hippie and living off-grid and <laughs> yes. all of those kinds of things. We didn't have a TV. Um, but I will admit, probably about 2010, I found somebody who had all the all the DVDs and I went through the whole charm series in a you know a matter of months and watched them all yeah I so I didn't get a lot of those TV shows I never did see when they were yeah. current mm -hmm. I remember the Walt Disney World you know, bed knobs and broomstick, and escape to Witch, Witch Mountain. Mountain. That went to Witch Mountain from my <clears throat> childhood. Those those sorts of things, and I think the first, unlike a lot of people, I was still living in the north and not a lot of pop culture sort of things. But I did see Practical Magic in the theater. We drove like 150 kilometers to the theater, and I did see that. And uh, I still love Practical Magic. And that was, yeah, that that the whole aesthetic of it. It was for me. I preferred the book for the story, but the aesthetic of the movie. It was almost like a second storyline or something mm -hmm. in it. And I, that was really nice. And I know the craft came out before that, but I didn't even see it till much later. No, yeah, I didn't because, either. Yeah. But Practical Magic. I would have been older than the main characters, but I can understand why people you know, in their early teens, late teens or whatever, would have been really affected by the craft. To see yourself mirrored on screen yes. and to see the things you're going through mm -hmm. in high school. As um, I know Joss Whedon in talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and those sorts of things, mm. he was saying high school is the portal to hell. Yes. So having, <laughs> having the characters around that. and ha Yeah, that that's true. Buffy had Willow was a witch, Tara yeah. was a witch, there was witches in Buffy. Well, actually, it's funny you bring up Willow because I feel that Willow becoming Wiccan was a very large sort of explosion of popularity. Again, yeah. you know, every decade or so, there's an iconic character, yeah. and I would say she mm -hmm. probably mm -hmm. was as well. I, but one funny thing to mention about Practical Magic, I realized sort of when I got to the point where I no longer related to the two main characters and realized that I was, in fact, the two aunties. I yes. know, yes, now we're at the aunties. <laughs> how freeing is that? Yes. Is that fabulous? Well, don't we talk about it? We need our practical magic house. Where are we going to find the practical magic house? That's awesome. <laughs> There's a meme online that says all women want is the practical magic house, mm -hmm. which is not real. It's completely fake. And 
<laughs> this is what women want. Yeah, well, women don't actually want the perfect man. We want to be able to eat as much as we want, not gain weight. Yeah. That is actually a woman's truth. So just to go back to cartoons real quick, mm-hmm. we kind of mit- skipped over them. Maleficent. Yes. And uh, mm. Ursula. Ursula. Yeah. Even the fairy godmother in Cinderella. Yeah. yeah. Or the the stepmother queen in Snow White. Yeah. And most of them were still in the nasty business. Oh, yeah. You know, so, a lot that, of still. over time in history, it's always been yeah, depicted. It is. So as you grow up, though, you start to realize she did what she was supposed to do. Yeah. She, Ariel signed. Yeah. Hands Ursula, off. Yeah, so, yeah, it's Ursula. not my problem yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. She, she did it. It's not my fault if you're nope. stupid. So, yeah, as you're a kid, you're like, oh, my goodness, she was so evil. And you're like, no, she was. She was legit, you know. She knew she knew her business side of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> she was a she was a studious businesswoman. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing she, wrong with that. She was a strong, independent yeah, woman. Yeah, I do remember on the X Files, and it was a big deal, and it was in the, the Stardust um, newsletter on an episode of the X Files. There was this episode with witches, and they were saying, "Oh, witches and the devil." And Fox Mulder piped up and says, "No, Wiccans are blah blah blah." And they they remember the earth and nature and on and on. They don't have anything to do with the devil. And I remember all but standing up, going, <laughs> "Fox Mulder is saying the truth." <laughs> Back in the day, you know, a lot of times people are like, "Oh, are you upset about the the hag images and this and that?" It's like it's their movies. Well, like it's, it's the pretend. same with when. Um, my roommates, when I lived with my roommates, one of them's mother bought a sticker book for, it's complicated, her daughter's husband's kid <laughs> and took took her aside first and said, it's Halloween, I bought this sticker book, but you know, it's got like images of witches and stuff. And I really hope this is not going to upset your people. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, no, mom, my people will be fine. Yeah. Thank you for checking in. Yeah, yeah. I got no problem with the bog witch image. It's something I'm aiming toward. <laughs> Once again, another funny meme that was going around. It's like, Screw beach body. I want bog body. Yeah. Like I, if they <laughs> find me, witch, yeah, yeah, I want to, if they find me in ten thousand years buried in a bog and I look that good, yeah, that's, yes. that's what I'm happy with. <laughs> I don't care about beach body, yeah, right. bog body. Yeah, well, and dark crystal. Oh, that's wonderful. The woman with the ogre. Yeah. She, she's kind of somebody again I would say she's a, a seer a sorceress a yes, witch she but was yes, a, watcher, a wise woman wise yeah. woman yes yeah. I, I kind of want to be her when I grow up I think I would yeah. make a pretty wicked Agra Agra yeah. is wonderful that is absolutely for sure it's just a lot of it people say oh look what they've done and Disney done and made witches evil yeah well Disney has talking mice yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> was like, doesn't that upset you it's like no they have talking mice yeah, or raccoons like none and, of that's and, real. and birds who do housework. Yeah, where do I get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> A bird doing housework. It's really nice. I see now. It's so different than thirty years ago. Yeah, thirty, thirty-five years ago. And I mean, everything changes, which is really, really lovely. But it's again, so when you first come to the path and start recognizing and seeing this imagery in movies and comic books in different places. At first, it is easy to get your hackles up and get all yeah. over serious about it all. But again, part of it is reclaiming the image of the witch. Mm-hmm. And and she can be... In its complexity. Yes, exactly. Yes. In you its know? complexity. And yeah. 
the image of a witch can be anybody you see on the street. Right. Thinking about this too, I was thinking, you know, druids very often are shown as wise men, depending on the genre of movie or TV show. But there can be that evil druid or that slightly crazy druid in pop culture as well, right? Yeah, a little bit, but it's, I I think you're, it's the wise old man. It's the wise sage. Yeah, the the Merlin kind of Merlin um, thing. What is his his name from Asterix? The druid. Yeah. I can't think of his name. I don't know. That. Is it a TV show? No, it's no, like a, a French book. cartoon comic. Oh. I actually But one of the main characters is a straight-up druid. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. I have some Asterix comics from when I lived in Belgium. Oh, yeah? Somewhere. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Merlin's often the most depicted. Yeah, yeah. Do, do druids get a, uh, a really... They get a good rap. Oh, yeah, we, we get... We got off pretty easy. Well, you know, <laughs> speaking of that, I mean, come on, we've missed possibly the most important book of our youth, The Mists of Avalon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which I think I'm probably the only female on the planet that hated that book. Are you kidding? Really? <gasps> I wanted to live there. I was 17 when I read it. And I'm like, oh, I want to live there. And I want to live on Avalon. And I want to do all those things. And, and if the worlds separate, I'm quite okay staying on Avalon. Thank you very much. true. <laughs> and the other one, too, even before then, I read The Crystal Cave by Mary Stewart. Yes, Mary Stewart. Yes. The Merlin trilogy. And I loved that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, and I, I see now that I couldn't have escaped my my witch my, my my being a witch if I would have wanted, and there's the neighbor's dogs. Away, <laughs> yeah, we're outside, dying. by the way, and which is amazing. A beautiful day. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're because we've had all this rain, so I put up the screen tent. We're doing great because yeah. the mosquitoes are. <laughs> the Mary Stuart Merlin trilogy, absolutely. And I gotta ask, why didn't you like the Mist of Avalon? Guinevere whined oh, way her. too. Much. Oh, she was horrifying. And I'm not the kind of person who can just, if I'm reading a book, I can't go, I'm just not going to read that page. No, I read every page. Yeah, yeah I read every she page just, as well. She was, she was not a likable character, but she wasn't supposed to be. No, that's, no. I mean, I was younger then. I mean, I was probably 35. But for me at 35, I was more like 17. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> so, yeah, I just couldn't cope with her. Yeah. Well, I but do. The Crystal Caves, I actually found that series when I first moved to Halifax. It had no furniture or anything, but I found some great secondhand bookstores. And oh, I found Halifax it. Yeah. Lovely secondhand. And I found, just came across that by accident. And when I read the first one, I was like, the next day I'm back. Like, what else is there? <laughs> yeah. Where are the rest of them? I got it from the school library. Wow. We had to do book report and they sent us into the school library and I don't know what the crystal cave. Oh, that sounds neat. And it was like, this is just awesome. And there is, believe it or not, a very badly done movie, oh. the crystal cave from like the seventies or something like that. I, it would be wonderful if they could do a decent movie. Now, they did that Miss of Avalon movie, which is just atrocious. Yeah. But it would be nice if they could do um, The Crystal Cave. So for anybody who might not be, maybe you have a nice commute you drive, you can get it on YouTube, the whole thing, the audio book. The audio book. And yeah. just listen. Believe it or not, the middle one is my favorite of the three. Okay. When Merlin was uh, waiting for Arthur to just pull the sword from the stone. Those were my first Mary Stuart books, and I then read a lot of Mary Stuart. You know how you get on a mm-hmm. roll yeah. of an author mm-hmm. or something, and I then read a lot of Mary Stuart, but I could probably hit those up again. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, because now I remember why I picked that book in the library. 
I had read a Mary Stewart book. My aunt had them. I'd read a book or two of hers already. Yeah. I said, oh, look, Mary Stewart, the Crystal Cave, that sounds neat. And there it was. And I was 15, was. back when the earth was still warm. And <laughs> now, it hadn't cooled yet. A lot of these are historical or whatever, but I was just thinking while you were talking and books, books gone to movies, just because right now, currently in 2021, there's a real excitement in the nerd sphere about the upcoming Dune movies. Yeah. The women of power are witches. Mm. The women of power mm. are witches, and it's a very intricate worldview and philosophy and religion and sci you know, a very well done sci fi series. The books are. And yeah, the Bene Gesserits of there, that, that also, there's a lot of really good witch and powerful women in that tradition. I'm going to have to read it because I saw the movie first. And went eh. Oh, and tried yeah, to read don't. the book, and tried to read the book, and just something about it. Maybe it wasn't in the right headspace. I tried to read the book in my oh, a little bit in my twenties, and went eh. I don't like this. Yeah, I should start again. I should. I should do it again. The modern impression is a bit of a slog. You got to get through I, so many I, pages. Well, you know what? So's the I two didn't. towers. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I feel that anyone who's anyone can has to get through. Bilbo Baggins' birthday party and Fellowship of <laughs> the Ring. It's like 250 pages of Oh My God. Yeah, Tolkien, was, birthday party. Tolkien was super wordy. Yeah. He was wordy. Now, the two towers, the first time I was reading Lord of the Rings because I had, you know, a boyfriend when I was 16 or whatever who loved it. I read the first book. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. I got halfway through the second book and said, I just can't. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> and then went back to it later. I, it's funny. I just picked up The Hobbit to read to Atticus that's that night. excellent yeah. book. He's I, a that's my younger. Yeah, I'm going to give it a year or so. But he, I, he understands what dragons are. He understands what yeah, orcs and yeah. hobbits. He, he gets all that. I read The Hobbit to my boys. I, I read to them. Even before bed, we would read aloud. Well, we lived in a country we had no TV or, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I guess. But we read aloud and I read that. They were, they're four years apart, so they were maybe 10 and 14. And there's something about reading a story aloud, but also that's a magical story. Yeah, The, yeah. Ho the Hobbit is, a, is my favorite book at a lot. And, of course, we're also, we're, we're skipping it because we're, you know, we've watched it, but it wasn't a giant influence. You know, I have a daughter who's, you know, 19, you know, whatnot, and whatnot. How come we've missed Harry Potter? Oh my yeah. goodness. We haven't I talked we, about I want to say we miss it. Or, or, I <laughs> we haven't talked about we, it. We haven't arrived there yeah, chronologically there yet. yet. <laughs> and so Harry Potter, of course, is its own beast. I think it was like the craft was its generational yes. Pro yes. proponent of paganism. And Harry Potter is of this generation. The next generation. Yeah. Because truthfully, until I think the craft and charmed and all that came out, there hadn't really been anything since Bewitched or Genie. I no, mean, you know, was, The Craft, Sabrina. It's a couple it, of Disney movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, but. but on the whole, the 80s was a, the 80s and going into the 90s was, 70s even was a wasteland. Well, any kind of I, I was going to leave this to the end because I feel that this, they represent most of the female pagans I know. But like, we have the Sanderson sisters. Yes. Yeah. The Sanderson sisters? Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But that's still the 90s. Late yeah. 90s. Well, is it late 90s? I thought it was it's more like mid 90s. Maybe mid 90s. But still that, that was just not around like, I mean, I'll say my age. I'm born in 67. 62. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so kind of yeah, idea. So until I was in my, well into my 30s, these things were not popping up. You know, yeah. Charmed and 
yeah. you know, and, and uh, uh, the craft and this and that. And I mean, and Hocus Pocus was even around that time. So there was this whole wasteland. I mean, I, you had some paganism, you know, I came to my paganism, my witch, you know, being a witch in my, you know, I was 20 or something like that. But all this pop culture and movies and this and that, other than the mists of Avalon and some Crystal Cave and yeah. a little bit here and there, just the movies, yeah. there was nothing going on until the 90s. Yeah. It but really wasn't. I look at a lot of older pagans and I often feel that they are one of the Sanders <laughs> or a combination. <laughs> or of say, so who there. am I then? I don't know. <laughs> who are we? Which one yeah. do you want to be? Oh, I'm, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not incriminating Maeve has already said that she, she, Andorra and Mrs. Roper were fashion icons of mine from a young age. <laughs> from a very young age. Whereas I would totally be Aunt Jet. Of the aunts, I would yes. be Aunt Jet. Yeah. And I love all those 20s clothes, so I could love I those actually 20s made clothes. a black floral kimono with the fringe trim on the bottom yeah. that I used to wear when I worked at Little Mysteries all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That do. was a beautiful kimono. I, I still do love Andorra. Yeah. Agnes Moorhead. She was all, I didn't realize it till, you know, later in life that her and Mrs. Roper were influenced were, me fashion-wise. Yeah. But, you know, I'd have bewitched just to horrify my parents and everything else. The main character had a twin sister or a cousin or something played by yes. the same actress yes. Yes. and she had this long crystal gale length hair oh my gosh, who and the her giant name? giant black eyelashes and she was this you know hippie that ran around and camped and traveled the world and everything and I thought she was it was Samantha and Sabrina there was some sort of thing like that I can't mm -hmm. remember but her cousin oh my played by Elizabeth Montgomery I, I could have been eight and I was like that's who I'm going to be when I grow up <laughs> that, you know and she was the one that was the you know the irritant every yes, time when she yes, blew she would have town. been the, the troublemaker yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. upset the status quo whenever yeah. she arrived yeah yeah but I don't have regular television I mean we all have Netflix or does Prime anyone have regular television anymore my parents oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, my parents as well because <laughs> they like to see you know the uh, CBC News at five or right. whatever there are even there's that show The Good Witch yes and I've I have I watched a few of the movies that were ahead of the show coming out I have to say that you know they they are very politic and how they navigate at least the first few movies that I watched and yet they kind of get magic mm -hmm. like they they they, do, they, yeah. they show it in a very non-threatening way yes to they the do. It's, it's and uh, yet it's effective my parents watch it I call it the hallmark yeah. of the witching world it is it's like a hallmark I've show it's a hallmark it. show the good witch yeah. it's just yeah. a little I think it might be on one of those Netflix or Ooh. Crave or whatever okay. the heck it is it, it's very hallmarky yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I think that's who paid for it. No, the Women's Network. The Women's Network. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very. And yeah. I mean, so it's kind of funny because we just mentioned Harry Potter, and I realized you just called said the word Muggle, and like I think that's probably one of been one of its biggest influences on, on paganism on pagan, in general. On paganism in general it gave us muggles. because what did we call them before the normies? The normals. The normals. Yeah. And that just didn't quite cut it. No. no. When did Harry Potter first come out? It's like 20 years ago, minimum. I wasn't a big Harry Potter fan. I was, I think it was like 20, 21 at the time. Karen, on the other hand, was huge in Harry Potter. She has all the books. 
Yeah, Rain, Rain, my daughter, was huge in Harry. And they they had already been very popular and all the books were out by the time she got to it. But she'd read all the books by the time she was 10. Like, she just plowed right through them. And I'd heard about it. I hadn't paid any attention for quite a lot of years. But then I read read them and went, okay, now I understand why she's the second richest woman in England. Next Next to the Queen. Yeah kind of idea because they really are they're they're really they're really well done and they were very enjoyable and now, it's wonderful that people kids are reading you know they weren't yes. just sitting right. in front of the tv it was very nice yeah like i'd never read a harry book until the movie came out and I went to see the movie and then i said okay i'll read the book yeah yeah so like over time which is of course been often depicted in a negative sense but we're seeing we're seeing changes. There's a couple of shows out now, and I watched the first season of the new Sabrina. Yes, yeah. I, I watched a season and a half. Or yeah, so. I, I hear it's very satanic. Yeah, there's a lot of focus on that, and I couldn't get into it. But she's depicted as a positive light. She's a good yeah, bitch in yeah. a sense. So I've had people ask me about that. People were at my work ask me, "Well, how do you feel about this and this and whatever?" And I said, "That's not my religion. I'm yeah. terribly sorry." You know kind of idea but uh so i think that's a little strange but it's not for me to say it does create that negative stereotype though which is a little frustrating but yeah what can you do there's a lot of them i mean even all the shows with like even the books the shadow hunters yeah and you know i mean hell game of thrones yeah i mean that's all supernatural the the witches were the witches were always bad until yeah. close to the end, right? Well, right. Well, even if you if you're into Star Wars, I became very obsessed with Star Wars Rebels, which people go, "Oh, the Clone Wars is better," but I'm like, the Clone Wars was really dark. Yeah. But I mean, there was an episode, you know, with the Night Sisters, the yeah. Night Witches, yeah, and all of this, and I mean, it's everywhere now. I really like that you compare Obi Wan to a druid. Druid. Well, well like, oh, sure, that's yeah. that's his archetype. Well, right? that is his archetype. Wise, I mean, if the you, wise old man. The well, sage. I mean. Joseph Campbell even said it. Yeah. Is that you have that? It's a total Arthurian legend. You've nope. got the the, the it's the you, quester. You've got the you've got the boy who has no idea who he is that he's going to be this great anything. You've got his guide. You've got you know the Jedi or like you know Obi Wan was the Merlin figure. It's yeah. absolute classic. Yeah, no, I never thought of it that way. It's a good point. Absolute classic Arthurian. You know, and and Arthur was the Arthurian legends were not the first people who did that. I mean, it's been going on forever. You know, the king that's hidden and the right. the, the wise man who's helping him, and on and on. I mean, it's been going on forever and ever. It is. Yeah, so yeah. it's just Star Wars. That's what it is. And overcoming the evil empire. Well, if you're looking at you know King Arthur, well then you had King Vortigern and all of his Saxon mercenaries and everything. You're overcoming the evil empire. It's true, the whole true. thing. So there we are. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. But I do agree, Margot, with what you said about in the beginning, how we would be so up in arms yes. about it. Now it's like, I would love to be that evil queen from yeah. Snow White or <laughs> Ursula. They're, they're now my heroes. Or, you know, you saw think I'd love to be that evil boss. Well, you start, I think you, as deal. you grow up, you start to realize maybe they weren't so evil. Maybe they were just strong, independent women who realized it. that, hey, this is an that opportunity got, yeah, for me to get a contract and well, it's now true. she needs to abide. And, and I mean, and as we get older and we get past that menopausal age, we become now invisible. You know what yes. I mean? That whole idea, once a woman gets over 50, she's now invisible. 
So if I'm going to be invisible, well, hell, I'm going <laughs> to live it up <laughs> and go to the dark side, you know, like, yeah. you know. You know, go you know, examine the Sith, and you know that bomb goes <laughs> off at the same time. Well, they have cookies on the dark side. So. They do. <laughs> Most important thing of all. Most important thing of all. Absolutely. We certainly touched a lot of bases. We sure did. So we're getting we're 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 closing up here, and I would like to let everybody know that come September, going back on CKDU, going to be bringing the Witching Hour Sun and Sea back. I've been off with not going in because of COVID, and the station's been shut down. So you can listen come September, and there's one week will be the well, the Witching Hour Earth and Sky, and the next week is the Witching Hour Sun and Sea with me and various guests. And you can listen. You can tune in to CKDU.ca on Friday evenings at seven o'clock atlantic time how long has that been it's, running it's live but you can listen to past episodes They're yes you can on yeah. ckdu.ca yep. the witching hour started in 90, 1991 wow i've been there since 98 right now i did take a year off to have a baby and i've taken this last year off because of covid and they had the station shut but tune in and i'm all, I'll, I'll be talking about a variety of topics i'll have all kinds of you know people coming on with me should be really fun. I'm very excited to go back to doing it. Awesome. I remember awesome. the very first time, I know I've told this story before, that you're like, come come on the radio show with me. Come on the radio show. I'm like, Janet, if you give me something to read, I can read it. But do not ask me a question. I will panic and freeze. <laughs> I asked you all kinds of questions. She, well, yeah, the very first thing, <laughs> we're doing, you know, something for prosperity. And Marco, what would be a good herb for prosperity? And I'm just like, ah. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I always say I have a face and body tailor made for radio. <laughs> and the thing with the radio is you just talk, you just talk to each other, you forget. I have no idea if anyone's ever listening. I, we were talking about that earlier. It's like well, I'm it's, always shocked anyone's listening. I was gonna say, we we're talking about pop culture. You are a Moka Hall of Famous pop, pop culture, culture icon. Yes. Because how many people have done a ritual with you on a Friday night or you help them find mm. their path, and you're like, I have no idea that people even listen. <laughs> I go on the radio. I do like it. It's a great way. I talk about a you know variety of topics, and I do like to go back to some of the basics. Even you want to learn about your elements, I could be doing a show on that. But again, ckdu.ca come September on Friday evenings at seven o'clock Atlantic time. Yeah, that's the important part. The Atlantic time. Atlantic time, which is one hour later than Eastern standard yeah so six o'clock eastern standard time for anyone who may be listening elsewhere elsewhere yeah well look thank you very much it has been wonderful for all of us to be here so just a reminder that we do have a patreon three witches and a druid uh patreon which is awesome i found out what a patreon (laughs) was tonight (laughs) Maeve did not know what patreon was so we want to thank our four supporters at the moment which is uh lore k Linda and Jennifer. We thank you very much for joining the Cauldron Club and uh, every little bit helps. Uh, We have an excellent editor who wasn't able to edit the last episode, so I apologize for it to be so unedited. She ran into a bit of an issue. Uh, So I did it and it was bad. I (laughs) won't say sorry. (laughs) This is why it's so important we buy her a coffee. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, look, thank you very much, everyone. And you can contact us on our Facebook page and uh, certainly you can leave us lots of stars. And if you have any questions or suggestions, we're always open to hearing from you. Until next time, everyone, Merry Meet. Merry Park. And Merry Meet again. Blessed, Blessed be. be. Blessed be. 
This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.